Hey everybody, this is Aaron. Just wanted to give you an update on the show. Things are going good. I'm feeling good. We've got a lot of great new stuff coming your way. Brian and I have started a YouTube channel called Good Lion Theology. That's Good Lion, one word, and then Theology. On that YouTube channel, we are going to start putting out occasionally. We don't want to overpromise and under-deliver, so I'll say occasionally we're going to put out videos and we've got a bunch of video series ideas that we're working on for instance we have one called ask good lion where it's going to be q a questions sent in from you guys the listeners and brian and i are going to tackle those questions on our youtube channel now if you absolutely refuse to adopt new technology and you're like i just want to listen on the podcast don't worry we are going to put out those episodes on the podcast, which is what you're about to listen to in just a moment. In addition to our Ask Goodline videos, we also have a series we're working on for youth ministry workers because we know a lot of our listeners are youth workers. So if you're a youth ministry volunteer or pastor and you want to get encouraged, Brian and I both were in youth ministry for years and years, and we just want to pass down some of our advice and encouragement for other youth workers. So Keep a lookout for that. We've also started a series of theology-based videos. You can find a video series from me already on the channel where I'm breaking down the topic and concept of biblical justice and what does that look like in contrast to sort of the world's idea of what justice is. I borrow a lot of content from our friends over at the Bible Project for that. So yeah, lots of good stuff. And here's the thing. We have not posted all of this stuff on the YouTube channel yet. We've filmed it. We've produced it, but it's hidden on our channel. We're going to roll stuff out slowly. But if you're a listener of the show and you want to access that content right now, you can actually cheat the system and just get it if you go to our website, goodlion.io slash GLP and click on the button that says video content. That'll take you to our new video page that has all of this stuff and it's totally available for you to check out. So yeah, thank you guys for supporting the show and listening and being so encouraging. I cannot tell you how much it means to me when those of you guys who listen reach out and let us know how the show impacted you or helped you or blessed you. For Brian and I right now, this is one of the main ways that we do ministry. And so our heart and our soul and all of that good stuff goes into making this content for you guys. And it's just, it's so encouraging to know that it's helping you and that it's reaching you. So yeah, anytime, reach out. You can email us at goodlionnetwork at gmail.com. You can send me or Brian a direct message on Instagram. Oh, and we actually have our own Instagram account now for the show. It's at Podcast. So yeah, send us a message anytime. And we also have a Discord server. You can join that and chat with us about the show. We do show discussions every week. To join the Discord, go to our website again, goodlion.io slash GLP. And there's a button on there to join the Discord. Get on there. We'd love to chat with you and see how you're doing and see how we can learn about Jesus together. Oh, and of course, if you like what we do and you'd like to support us, the two biggest ways you can do that are leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or you can donate to our production fund for the show at goodlion.io slash support. All right, enough intro. With that, here is the very first official clip from our new series, Ask Good Lion.
All right, so this question comes from a guy named Dave in Scotland. Dave says, what is your response to people who argue that their good living is the Christian witness? Isn't the knowledge of Jesus critical in the work? How do we connect the two? Dang, that's a, that's a good question. It's a really good question, and I think it's something that particularly younger generations of Christians need to think through a little bit more. I think, I know for me, growing up in church, I used to hear all the time that witnessing for Jesus was about handing out little like fake million dollar bills <laughs> by the beach and hoping people would read them and asking them like, hey, are you a bad person? And then they'd be like, no, I'm not. And then you'd be like, have you ever lied? And like, I, I that was the conception that I had of this is what it means to witness. And That's literally how I learned to do evangelism when I was in middle school. Yeah, I feel like that's how a lot of people learned to do evangelism when they were younger. And there was kind of a natural pushback to it that I think does have some merit that if you are trying to witness to someone with zero relationship with them, you are less likely to be heard. I'm not trying to totally knock all of those methods of evangelism, but there can be more to it mm. and there can be ways of evangelizing where you build a relationship and you build a friendship and through living a Christ-centered life, you show them here's what a Christian is so that they start asking questions. I do think though that if you're going to say, oh, well, I show people Jesus by how I live, it's like, cool. Do you ever talk about him? Yeah, that's that's really important because... Have you ever heard that famous quote that gets uh, misattributed to uh, St. Saint, Saint Francis Assisi, I think is how you say his name? I know where you're going. Of Assisi's, I think. Assisi, yeah. So he says, uh, or people say he said, it was actually somebody who also said the quote. I don't know who it was, but everyone says it was Francis. The quote is, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. So it's this idea of, you know what? We're all called to preach the gospel. That's the Great Commission. But, you know you don't really have to use words, you know, just, just live your life in a way that is so good that it's going to convince everyone around you that they need to repent of their sins and believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Yeah. So here's my thought with that. Play that all the way to its extreme. <laughs> right. You are living an amazing life. People are looking at you like whatever that guy is doing, whatever that girl is focused on. I want some of that. If somebody came to you then, and was like, hey, there is a joy and a peace and a confidence in your life that I don't have. I recognize this inner turmoil within me. You seem like you've solved life. What do I do? You wouldn't sit there and look at them and be like, just be like me. Like you would, <laughs> you would eventually like the hope is that they would ask you a question so that you could tell them about Jesus. And mm. if the end result of trying to live this Christ-centered life to be a witness is so that you could talk about Jesus, then maybe just try to talk about Jesus a little bit earlier. I'm not saying this as someone who's mastered this or has figured it out. I lean more on the side of, I try to show Jesus by the way I live, but I have been convicted that hmm. if I only say, oh, well, they'll know that they'll know I'm a Christian because I'm nice at work. I have to look around at the other people and, and realize well, a lot of these other people are nice too, yeah. and no one's asking them if they have Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that that's a huge point right there. So 
you know, if, if you grow up like we did in a Christian bubble, uh, I don't know about you, but I had this perception growing up that everybody who was a non-Christian was just like a terrible person, kind of like in God's Not Dead, where every non-Christian character in that movie is presented as like, like they are a card carrying atheist one, and then just like a terrible, horrible person, like just a hateful and, you know, that that's a. Uh, that's kind of how you grow up. But then like when you get outside the bubble, you realize I know a ton of people who are not Christians and they're atheists and they're, they're great. Like they do, they do charity work. They love people. They try to help people. So the reality is like, if I'm trying to live a life where I'm helping people and serving people and doing charity work and all these great things, how am I any different than my atheist friend who does those things? Like how, how am I going to communicate a truth through my actions? If there are people who are non-Christians doing the same actions. Exactly. Like to go back to God's not dead. I'm surprised they didn't add the scene of like Kevin Sorbo, like walking past a homeless guy, just being like, work harder and like moving <laughs> on. Like they just try to make everyone yeah. seem super evil if they're not a Christian. It, it is important. We're not trying to say stop living a good life of witness. What I think is important to say is if you think that you will good deed somebody into the kingdom, that is not the way that we try to apply the gospel in our own lives. Hmm. You know, in our own lives, we try to do good things out of a love for Jesus, not from a position of this will earn us Jesus. Yeah. It's the what behind the why, or it's the, exactly. It's the why behind the what. That's a better way to put it. Yes. It, and that's what needs to be shared and explained because if people just are inspired by your good deeds and they start doing good stuff, that doesn't mean that they've left the kingdom of darkness and entered the kingdom of light. It means they're doing good things probably to try to get some kind of internal satisfaction, not necessarily to get Jesus. That's why the why needs to be explained. There's a verse where I don't know the reference to it because I am a terrible pastor who doesn't know the references to verses, but I know it's in the Bible. Paul says, basically, how will they know the truth unless someone preaches it? How will they know the truth? How will they hear it unless the words come out of somebody's mouth? And this is where I go to personally. If I have the cure for cancer, let's say I've developed it. I know what it is. It's, it's foolproof. It'll cure somebody's cancer. And I just put it in a briefcase and walk around with it. And then I just live my life in a way that I think a person who cures cancer should live their life. And then I expect like people to notice me being a good person and then ask me what's in that briefcase, bro. Have you ever asked anyone what's in their briefcase? I, I have never asked anybody what's in their briefcase and especially not just like seeing them be a good person and go, Oh, I wonder what's in that briefcase. Yes. There might be a circumstance where you're being a good person and somebody says, man, you're such a good person. What makes you tick? What's, what's your deal, man? That, that could happen. Sometimes it does. But in my mind, if you really want people to be cured from cancer, you should be walking around opening up that suitcase and showing them the contents that are inside. And so for us as Christians, that has to come with both our actions and our words. The reason that actions are important, honestly, is because if you don't have the actions, the words are basically meaningless because people are going to look at your life and go, well, you're not living that way. Like the, the way that you're preaching to me, you're not living it. So the actions, I think, are an important component, but they're there to support the truth of the words. We need to preach the words and then basically prove that we believe them through our actions. 
Yeah, even think about the life of Jesus. He went around healing people and performing miracles and doing all kinds of incredible signs and wonders. But he didn't just leave it at that and be like, and ask me any follow-up questions if you'd like. <laughs> like he did those things to stand behind his preaching of the kingdom of God is here and I am the king you should be following. Yeah, that's totally true. I think, I think a good way to end our answer to this question would be I'm just going to bring up, it's something I read in a book. I can't remember what the book was or who the author was, but he was a missionary and he was basically talking about how he was involved in these large missionary organizations that wanted to do work in India. And he ended up getting involved with some Christian organizations where they had a desire to go and feed the hungry and clothe the hungry and all this stuff, you know, provide clean water. But there was no agenda of gospel presentation. And so for him, he was like, we can't do it this way. Like, yes, we should feed them. Yes, we should clothe them. Yes, we should get them water. But if we don't give them the gospel, they're still on the way to hell. The only difference is they have a full belly and they're not thirsty anymore and they've got clothes on. And so in his mind, he was like, we, we've got to actually preach the gospel. The two things need to go together. 